0: Cops used to come around, you know, my You neighbor. already know what Aren't time it is. So Bronx, bias, oh, podcast, night, episode, episode 30. 30. I'm here to pod today. And you be to get home, you know, We you letting this you shit home. run. I
1: ain't got no more talking on this intro.
0: I'ma just let
2: Nas the talk the to, the to the you. I'ma just let Nas talk to you. I don't want to hurt nobody. We just came here to party.
1: See
0: a few dames, exchange some names. I'ma top shot the kid, stay in your lane. The cop shot the kid, same old same. Pour out a little of champagne for pain. Slap boxing in the street. Crack the hygiene in the heat. The cop cars on the creek, doing their roundups. We just watch for the sweet. It's hotter than July It's the summer when niggas die It's the summer when niggas ride Together we'll be strong but forever we divide So y'all are blowing my high Type of shit that's killing my vibe White kids are brought in alive Black kids get hit with like five Get scared, you panic, you going down The disadvantages of the brown How in the hell the parents gonna bury their own kids Not the other way around
2: Reminds me of Emmett
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 30 of the Bronx Bias Podcast. I'm your host, my name is Denzel. I want to start by saying thank you to everyone who likes, who subscribes, who shares, who supports. Thank you to everyone who is active and engaging on the social media platforms. I appreciate all the love and the support that you guys show me. Thank you to all the essential workers out there busting their ass. And thank you to all the people out here continuously using their voices to affect change in a positive way. We always have to start the shows with the thank yous because the thank yous are very, very, very important. This week's show is going to be... it's gonna be something. That's all I can say right now. Um, you know, I wanna try my best to keep it as normal as possible. In that I will do my Bronx facts and, you know, try and keep, you know, the some some semblance of normalcy, even though this is a very um uh maybe a very uh abnormal podcast for today. Um initially I wanted to come in and celebrate me getting to 30, you know. I'm just because I'm proud of that. But um, the things that have transpired, you know, over the course of the last week, um, you know, my 30th will take a back seat because the things that I have to say today, I think are a little more important. So, um, you know, I'm going to try. I said a prayer before I recorded, of course, I'm recording early just to let you behind the curtain. I plan on releasing this um, as soon as I finish. I'm recording early. I'm recording on a Friday. Usually I record on Saturdays and release on Sundays, but I'm recording early on a Friday and I'm going to release it early. Um just because um you know, I I have a few I have I have a lot of commentary. That's a that's all I that's all I can say at the moment. Um so without any further ado, let's just start. Let's just go. Let's start. Today's intro was Cop Shot the Kid. By Nas off of the album nazir Um, I just couldn't think of a more appropriate song intro <laughs> to to play uh at the beginning of this uh podcast episode. Um, you know, I you know I'm a big fan of Nas. You know, I had a whole shit on Nas because he just released an album called King's Disease and you know I wanted to talk about that shit and I wanted to just have a regular or quote unquote regular normal podcast, but you know, nah man, not today. So, um, if you guys, you know, are interested, uh, you know, download stream, whatever. You know, I love sharing music with you guys and you know, I'm sure there's a not not maybe not a lot of people who know that song or whatever, but so enjoy if you did and feel free to, you know, do more research into, you know, Nas if you're not familiar. Um, he's one of my favorites. Um and uh, you know, we just gonna we just gonna keep keep it going. I'm going to get all the pleasantries out of the way and then I'm I'm in go mode. So um you know, let let we going we going go. So now it's time for my favorite segment of the podcast. It's called Bronx Facts. For those of you guys who do not know or maybe it's your first time listening to the show, Bronx Facts is the segment I like to do at the beginning of each show just to give one fact about the Bronx, New York that people may not know. That people may have never heard before just to try and show how many great things, how many great people and how many great ideas come from the Bronx, New York. So your Bronx fact for today is the Bronx Volunteer Coalition is made up of service minded organizations that seek to increase volunteerism in the Bronx through information sharing and collaboration. The coalition strengthens the reach of its member organizations and acts as a hub for Bronx residents who want to give back to their communities. For more information on how to get involved, you can visit the official website at bxvc.org. That is your Bronx Fact for episode number 30. All right, man, so we getting right to the shits. Um, We're starting with the top topic of the week, in my opinion. Um, And everything else, I guess, is a branch off of that. Um, We're starting off with Jacob Blake. So I just want to provide you with facts before I, you know, get into my opinions and my thoughts and my view. Um, A black man was hospitalized in serious condition after police shot him several times in the back as he opened the door of a parked vehicle in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Graphic video of the shooting emerged on social media late Sunday sparking angry protests that prompted the city to declare an emergency curfew. The man was later identified as Jacob Blake Jr., age 29, according to Governor Tony Evers, who said Blake was shot in the back multiple times in broad daylight. The shooting, which is now under investigation by the Wisconsin Department of Justice, occurred around 5 p.m. Sunday, when officers responded to calls of of a domestic incident. A 911 dispatcher reported that a complainant said Blake wasn't supposed to be there and that he had taken the complainant's keys and refused to give them back. Video shows Blake walking away from officers who are pointing their weapons at him. He approaches an SUV and opens the driver's side door when an officer grabs his shirt and subsequently fires at least seven shots into his back. Officers provided medical aid to Blake, who was transferred to a hospital in Milwaukee, the state's Department of Justice said. Two of the officers were placed on administrative leave. In the following days after, Jacob Blake Sr., Jacob Blake's father, reported that he is now paralyzed. Family attorney Benjamin Crump said Tuesday, Blake is currently undergoing surgery and is struggling to sustain his life. The medical diagnosis right now is that he is paralyzed because those bullets severed his spinal cord and shattered some of his vertebrae It's going to take a miracle for Jacob Blake Jr. to ever walk again. He is in surgery. He, uh, Crump said he is currently in surgery as we speak and still struggling to sustain his life and to hopefully become some resemblance of the man that he once was. Attorney Patrick Selvey elaborated on Blake's injuries, telling reporters that at least one bullet tore through his spinal cord. Savvy also said that the bullets left holes in Blake's stomach, causing damage to his kidney and liver and required that nearly his entire colon and small intestine to be removed. The video went quickly viral on social media, sparking two nights of unrest in the city. Two of the officers, again, involved in the arrest have been placed on administrative leave, and the FBI is assisting the Wisconsin Department of Justice with this investigation. Members of Blake's family decried the shooting on Tuesday. Quote, they shot my son seven times, seven times like he didn't matter. His father said in the press conference, but my son matters. He is a human being and he matters. What do we say? Where do we go from here? The many things that change, the many things stay the same. Black people are under attack. Black people are targets. Black people continue to suffer. Trying to articulate the way that I feel about these constant occurrences is extremely difficult because I feel no matter how clear the message is, the people who the message is intended for refuse to listen. A black person should be allowed to exist without fear. A black person shouldn't have to think when a siren blares that they will be killed. This video of Jacob Blake shooting is alarming because, of course, a man is being shot in his back. But more so because the casualness of it. The fact that the demeanor of this officer is super cool. Like he isn't shooting someone like he isn't holding a gun to someone's back. That's the most difficult thing to stomach about it. The phrase Black Lives Matter means exactly that. Black lives indeed matter. And we are treated like pieces of fucking garbage that you can casually throw to the wayside. The officer so casually put seven rounds in that black man like he was pumping gas in his car. Like there weren't screams of horror around him like there weren't children present what is the standard of competent policemen and police women is there any is there any standard in every other profession where a life could be endangered there is a standard if you're a pilot and you endanger passengers lives you're terminated Your pilot's license is revoked and you go to jail. And what's funny is there's a movie about that by my guy, my namesake, Denzel Washington. It's called Flight. In the movie, Denzel Washington's a pilot. He has an accident in the plane. He's able to land the plane safely, but he endangered lives. So initially he's praised as a hero. But then there is an investigation into his actions and what led to that. Because he endangered people If you're a surgeon A a medical doctor And you perform an operation Of surgery, a heart operation Triple bypass Whatever the case And you lose a patient What do you get hit with? A malpractice Which could lead to an arrest Imprisonment And a medical license revoked If you're a cabbie if you're a bus driver, if you're a truck driver and you crash or you drive under the influence, you go to fucking prison and you lose your driver's license. So how is it that we hold cabbies more accountable but not than the police? How is it that pilots are held more accountable than the police? How is it that we hold the local bus driver more accountable than the police? police academy training is about a 6 month process right 6 months in the academy how is it faster than you that that you can become a cop than you can become a lawyer how is it faster that you can enforce law than practice it how, like how how does that make sense How are there no checks and balances for law enforcement officials? The police have been murdering black people before I was born till now, and they will probably murder in the future. How do we continue to allow citizens of this country to not feel safe when they go to work, when they go to the grocery store, when they go to school, when they go to the park? Or even in Breonna Taylor's case when they're sleeping at home. And both in Gene's case when he's sleeping at home. Why are white people allowed to sick police officers on black people like attack dogs? Why are white people handled with compassion, gentleness, and care? But black people are not. Why when we protest... We are tear gassed, shot, run over by cars. But when white people protest with weapons and storm into federal buildings, there aren't even arrests. Because police officers are racists, racist, bigoted, incompetent people who are poorly trained and know that there are no repercussions for their actions. That they are immune from reproach, repercussions for their actions, and they're always given reprieve. I like to joke and say, people who know me, that I want to be an old dad. That I want to be 40 years old, 45 years old before I have a child. But the more and more of this racism I see by people who are supposed to quote unquote protect and serve. It makes me want to push that age farther and farther. How could I bring a child into this world knowing that when he goes to the grocery store, his life could end? I can't. That doesn't even sit right with me. Black parents, I feel for you out there. If you have a black child, I feel for you. Because that is a fear that is... Is is too much for e- me to even fathom. How am I supposed to explain to a child how not to get killed by a police officer? How? That shouldn't be my job. That's not my job. I hear the bullshit all the time. Oh, well... All you have to do is comply and you'll be fine. If you don't don't resist arrest, you'll be fine. Never put yourself in that position. That is so ignorant. If the citizen has to hold themselves to a higher standard than the police, then there shouldn't be police. If the police can profile you, brutalize you, seriously injure you or murder you, and a person can look at that and say, well, what did you do? That is the epitome of heartlessness and ignorance. Jacob Blake was not resisting arrest from the video that I saw. He was walking. The police officer held him stationary by his T-shirt, grabbed the back of his T-shirt and held onto it and put seven bullets in his back. Nothing can justify that. Nothing. Nothing can ever justify that. Why is that so difficult to comprehend? Jacob Blake could have been, literally been fighting the policeman. Hands up. We squaring up. One D. It still doesn't, doesn't justify shooting him. The way that we can blur lines to protect certain interests is sickening to me. Police officers are Terrorists mercenaries and menaces to the black community a blue life doesn't matter because a blue life is a choice you don't have to become a police officer or a law enforcement official but someone like me i don't have a choice i don't have a choice the color i was born with this color And all the things that come along with it. I was born with this. I live this every day. Every day I live this. I want to bring up Dylan Roof again. Dylan Roof, Dylan Roof, Dylan Roof. I brought him up before. I want to bring him up again just to show you the differences. Dylan Roof, Dylan Roof, Dylan Roof. Oh, Dylan Roof. Dylan Roof is the white supremacist boy, well, not boy, man, 20 years old at the time, who in, I believe, 2015 or 2016 executed the murder of nine black people in a church to which a manhunt ensued. And when Dylan Roof was found and captured while being armed and dangerous, there was no brutality. There was no gunfire. You know what these officers did? My boy, Dylan Roof. After he just murdered nine people and went on the run, they took him to fucking Burger King. They took him to get something to eat, a good old whopper. Meanwhile, there are so many unarmed black people who never get that treatment Eric Gardner, Terrence Crutcher, Sandra Bland. Amadou Diallo, George Floyd, Brianna Taylor, Elijah McCain, Stephon Clark, Tamir Rice, Freddie Gray, Mike Brown, Alton Sterling, Sean Bell. Where's the Burger King for them? Where's the compassion for them? When we display our displeasure with our treatment, When we display the displeasure that we have for the brutality that we face, the profiling that we face. We are met with more brutality. When white people murder, they're met with food. When white people protest, they are met with empathy. I want to read you something. This is recent. Um, This is about a protest in the state of Idaho. In Boise, the first day of Idaho's special legislative session erupted into chaos before it began. Dozens of unmarked protesters, some of them armed, shoved their way past state troopers to pack the gallery overlooking the state's House of Representatives. The clash was a manifestation of anger and frustration from a vocal minority of far-right Idahoans that have been compounding over the last several months as the state navigated its reopening amid the pandemic. To force social distancing, the gallery area above the House chamber was restricted with limited seating. But after the confrontation with state troopers, which resulted resulted in the shattering of a glass door, Republican House Speaker Scott Beddock relented and allowed protesters to fill every seat. On Monday, an Idaho state police spokeswoman, Lynn Hightower, says she wasn't aware of any pending charges against the protesters. The following day, she released a statement saying that Idaho state police personnel determined that they could not have made arrest on the spot without elevating the potential for violence. And that an investigation was ongoing into any criminal behavior that may have occurred. Now, I know you guys have seen photos of the protest that's going on currently in Kenosha, Wisconsin. I know you guys have seen the protests that have happened in New York. I know you guys have seen the protests that have happened in Ferguson, Missouri. I know that you guys are aware of the protests that have happened in all the states where black people are killed unjustly. When do you ever hear that sentiment? We didn't want to escalate the violence. Meanwhile these people are armed and they storm into a federal building. Push past state troopers, break glass inside of the federal building. What message does that send? What message? Speaking of Dylan Roof, let me talk about one of his disciples, if you will. In Kenosha, Wisconsin, during the night of protest, There was a man, a young man, very young man, named Kyle Rittenhouse, who was 17 years old, not of legal age to have a gun. He illegally bought a gun across state lines. He shot a man in the head, not in self-defense, but quote unquote, defending property that wasn't his own. He was being chased so they can disarm him after the first murder. Then he shot again. And as he ran away, he turned around and started to walk. But then he turned around again and shot into the crowd. He walked up to a SWAT team. And the Kenosha County Sheriff's Department signaling that he shot three people. They were telling him to stop walking toward their vehicles multiple times in which he did not comply with their lawful orders. He was not shot. He was not disarmed. He was not detained. He left the city and turned himself in then in his hometown of Illinois, in Illinois. What the fuck is that? How many laws did that man break? But what is he greeted with? What is he greeted with? He's allowed to leave? He murdered people? Now, now, he's being charged with whatever he's being charged with. He's 17 years old. You know who else was 17 when they got murdered? Mike Brown. You know who else was 17 when they got murdered? Trayvon Martin. You know who was younger than them when they got murdered? Tamir Rice playing with a toy gun. And that was a real gun that young Kyle Rittenhouse had. What are these symbols that you're putting out? It's all about symbols. It's all about symbolism. That a young 17-year-old boy can execute murders, can bring weapons across state lines He drove from Illinois to Wisconsin to do this because he wanted to, quote unquote, protect. What are these symbols that you place out? What do you think the symbolism is of when protesters in Idaho or in Michigan or in Florida or in any of these other places protest against the coronavirus pandemic, which is a real thing without masks, without social distancing, with weapons and storm into federal buildings? But nothing happens. Meanwhile, in New York, in Wisconsin, in Ferguson, in Louisiana. When we protest peacefully, when we march, we're met with tear gas, rubber bullets and getting hit by cars. Fires burn. What are those symbols? What are those symbols that police can murder and murder and murder and murder and murder some more? But nothing happened. What are those symbols? What does that mean? What does that mean? What message is being sent? Hmm? What message is being sent? I want to know not only the messaging that's being sent to white people, but the message that's also sent to black people. The word systemic means relating of or relating to a system pertaining or affecting the body as a whole. The word racism means A belief that inherent differences among the various human racial groups determine cultural or individual achievement, usually involving the idea that one's own race is superior and has the right to dominate others or that a particular racial group is inferior. That's what that means. White people, let me let me let me explain something to you if you don't know. You brought us here. Oh yeah. Yeah. You brought us here. <laughs> we here because of y'all. Don't act like you don't know that. That this country was built on the backs of slave labor that people with quote-unquote generational wealth or old money amass their fortunes on the backs of free labor? Don't act like you don't know that. Don't play dumb with me. Don't play dumb with me. My anger, my anger, um, it just turns to sadness. Seeing all of this continuous black suffering, seeing all of this black pain, seeing all the justifications like the suffering of the black community is somehow reasonable. That's the shit that breaks my heart. That a person can be shot seven times in his back, paralyzed. And that there are a group of people who want to blame the victim. What did he do wrong? Oh, you know, he had a knife, right? You know, there was a warrant for his arrest, right? It's all about symbols. It's all about messages. It's all about messaging that a black man is murdered, seriously injured, brutalized, or paralyzed. And we want to focus on his transgressions because his past transgressions make it justifiable. That these police officers who had no knowledge of this at the time in the moment can do this to him. I guarantee you that officer was trying to kill Jacob Blake. That's a fucking guarantee. You don't shoot someone seven times in the back without the intent to kill. You don't do that. Meanwhile all these white people given chance after chance after chance after chance we can use reason we can use logic we can use empathy we can have compassion when it comes to them we can use we can use all of the common sense in the world we can diffuse situations we cannot we can choose not to use violence when it comes to white skin but when it comes to black and by black i mean Hispanic as well, Indian as well, Asian as well, Native American as well, Pacific Islander as well. We don't get that. We don't get that benefit of the doubt. We don't get these these second chances, third chances. We don't get that. I'm so happy that I have this platform, that I've created this for myself. Because the word freedom means the power to write, the power or right I'm sorry, to act, speak, or think as one wants without hindrance or restraint. The state of not being prisoned or enslaved. That's what freedom means. I'm a free person with my own mind and my own judgment. No one can control the things that come out of this mouth on this podcast. No one can control the things that happen in this brain. And young black people, black people in general, and when I say black again, I mean, not just black, I mean, Hispanic, I mean, Asian, I mean, Indian, I mean, Native American, I mean, Pacific Islander, I mean, all of that shit. They want to keep you unfree. They want to keep you enslaved. They want to put out symbols and messages to make you believe. That nothing you can do. Will ever be enough. That nothing you can do can stop the reign of terror that has been rained upon us. For all of these years. But you are free. You are free. And it is up to us to lead the change. There's a reason that we remember Martin Luther King. There's a reason that we remember Malcolm X, Rosa Parks, Marcus Garvey, W.E.B. Du Bois, Thurgood Marshall. There's a reason that we remember Jackie Robinson. There's a reason Because they were free in thought, free in action. And they believed in the power of unity and civil rights. They believed in the power of our voices. And they wouldn't stand for oppression. They wouldn't stand for. Unjust treatment And that is what we have to do we gotta pick up the torch and keep that shit going like Nipsey Hustle said the marathon continues rest in peace Nipsey You know people ask me Um Oh Denzel man uh why you be going so hard? Um, I think about, you know, what I want for this podcast. I think about what this podcast could be. I think about the way that maybe other people can be inspired. Because the symbols and the messages out there want you to believe, young black person. That you, that you can't be anything that. When someone kills you, that is somehow your fault. But I'm here to tell you, I'm here to tell you that that shit is not true, and that your minds are so powerful. And that Your voices matter That your life matters I want this podcast to be When I dream about where it could go To be a beacon To be a launching pad For other black creators For other black artists For other black people Who feel like what am I going to do because I can't dribble a basketball? Because I can't rap over a beat. What am I going to do? How am I going to live a life that I'm proud of and I could provide for my family? Because it seems like that's the only way. And if you choose another route, there's only two ways to go behind those walls or in the ground. And I want this podcast to be something that lets people know that you can express yourself freely. You can use other talents and be successful. That is what I want with this podcast. That I want to be unapologetically black. That I don't have to feel ashamed of my blackness. That I don't have to feel like... Like I can't contribute anything positive to society. Because those are the symbols. And those are the messages that are being displayed. Over and over again. People ask me, why you go so hard with this shit? Why do you... Why don't you just go back to work? (laughs) Why don't you just go back to work? (laughs) Why why do you want to spend all your time recording? (laughs) Because my vision for this shit, which is just me talking on a microphone. The way that I see that this shit could go and what I could do for my people is way more important to me than pushing any pencil. And that's not an indictment to anybody that works. I'm not trying to offend anybody. I don't want to offend anybody. But I'm sitting here, emotional as ever, got tears in my eyes. Because they want you to believe that, that you don't fucking matter. That there is going to be a group of people out there who can see innocent, unarmed black people massacred, murdered, and say, what did they do? What did they do? Those are messages, young black people. Black people in general. We are the most strong set of people in the world. We have been maligned, we have been profiled, segregated, enslaved. But yet here we are, somehow some way. What do you think that 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 says to those people, the oppressors, where they could come into Africa and take us, bring us here, have us work for free, free us after a war, then segregate us, institute laws to keep us oppressed, make sure that our leashes are shorter, don't give us the benefit of the doubt. Send us to uh, under-resourced schools. Keep us in underserved communities. Keep the police in our communities. But yet and still we overcome. What do you think that message sends to them? And they won't stop. But neither will we. Neither will we. Uh. <sighs> Today was supposed to be a day of celebration for me, at least. I have reached 30 episodes, 30 weeks of work. And I was going to, you know, have a nice, easy episode, reflect on this past 30 uh, uh, week journey of this show. but man sometimes you know they just steer you in a different direction you know everything I do on this platform is is within lockstep of my community and the black and the, my community meaning the Bronx and the black community as a whole um, you know, I even put it in the name. The name of this show is the Bronx Bias Podcast. That's the name of the show. <laughs> that means I'm telling you, because I'm from here, this place, that there are going to be biases against me, against here. That. People already have a preconceived notion of who you are. What I do on this show, I showcase black music because that's the music that I love. And I answered a question two episodes ago. I know it was not meant with the intent to be offensive. I know that. And so I addressed it not offensive, not offended when they asked me, Denzel, do you like any white artists? Because I play all hip hop and R&B music. But that's the problem. When you are unapologetically black, you showcase blackness. They need to ask, how do you feel about the white people? That's the point. All I want to do in this. In this. Journey of this show is to showcase black empowerment. That's my goal. That's my dream. That's my vision. And again, money is is the way to do it. That's money is the fuel for your life. If your life is a car, money is the gas. In order to enact change, you have to have some kind of money, monetary status, you know, in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Some kind of influence. So that's what I'm building with this podcast. That's what I'm building with this. That's why I want to be independent. That's why I don't want to work for nobody, no corporation. That don't give a fuck about me. That's what happened to me. The, per- the My former employer told me. And of course not these words. But we don't give a fuck about you. And you're going to come in. And you're going to work. For us. And if you catch this virus. It's on you. And at a certain point. It's like how much more can you take. that these symbols and these messages keep being put out into the atmosphere to try to shape people's thinking. There's a section of people who don't want to vote. I come on this podcast, I scream, go vote, go vote. But if that person who doesn't want to vote looks around and says, This is everything that's going on. What the fuck is me voting gonna do? I can't even give them a reason. If they come to me and they say, Denzel, you preach all this voting shit. But once I vote, what will happen? I can't tell them. um is what what do you even say man at this point um what do you even say where where do where do we go from here how do we carry on The messages and the symbols that are placed out here are to tell you, black people, that nothing you do will ever be enough. But I'm here to tell you that not only do you matter, not only do your voice matter, Not only does your life matter. That you can be anything that you want to be. And that. We can overcome. And that. We're stronger than any other. Group of people. On this planet. No other group of people can handle. Could handle. The amount of shit. That we've dealt with. And still be strong There's power in that When you keep getting up from that mat And they keep trying to knock you down But you keep getting up You keep getting up They try new shit But you keep getting up They try to put us in jails We keep getting up They put us in the ground We keep getting up. They put drugs in our communities. We keep getting up. They keep us in low income situations. We keep getting up. We keep getting up. We won't stay down for nobody. That's a message and that's a symbol. Um, Guys, I'm here to tell you From this microphone That there is so much power in unity There's so much power in togetherness There's so much power in a unified voice and that what what I will do and continue to try is to preach positivity, preach black empowerment, preach love, preach peace. And and my my dream, my life's dream, when I have to leave this planet and go talk to the big man upstairs. Is that this podcast Whether it gets to the highest of highs Or never gets anywhere That there's going to be at least 30 episodes of catalog Of a young black man From the Bronx, New York A place that is much maligned in the public eye Wanted to empower his people And show The future generation. That there is another way. That there is another way. One of the most powerful things that I've seen is in basketball, you know, with their boycott of the games, and I don't have time to detail it. You guys know what the fuck is going on. Um, where athletes, people who are Have amassed fortune beyond their wildest dreams playing a game. Come out and tell you like Jimmy Butler did. He said, I don't want to wear a name on the back of my jersey. I don't want to have a message on the back of my jersey. Because when I step on this basketball court, you guys know me and love me as Jimmy Butler. But when I step off of it, I'm not seen as that. I'm just seen as another black man. There's a story of a basketball player, I believe Mo Harkless, driving in a car, pulled over. Police is super aggressive with him. He complies, he gives him his ID. When the police realizes who it is and who he is, his tone changes. Oh, Mo! Oh, God, I'm sorry. That's a symbol and a message. A symbol and a message. Much love to the Milwaukee Bucks. Much love to George Hill. Much love to Doc Rivers. Much love to Stephen A. Smith. Michael Wilbon. Jalen Rose. Maria Taylor. Shannon Sharp. Michael Eric Dyson. Much love to Dominic Smith from the New York Mets. People in positions of power, people in positions of influence who want to keep putting out positive messages. It broke my heart to watch Dominic Smith cry. A man who has. Achieved his life dream to play baseball and is reduced to tears. When he sees all the shit that happens to his people. A man who has money, a man who has success. To see Doc Rivers speak as the son of a policeman. To say that this, we love this country, but this country doesn't love us. And the way that messages want to be displayed that no matter what you do, you're never going to be good enough. Well. Well. I think the big man upstairs gave me a message and told me that this is the way that I can impact the world, pick up from the people who started it, the people who use their voices. I always say in the beginning of each podcast, thank you to all the people who use their voices to affect change in a positive way. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. You know, I don't, this is probably the most unprepared podcast I've ever done. You know, I like to be very meticulous with my shit. I like to be OCD with my shit. I have everything prepared and everything written. I try my best anyway. But, man, the way that we live, Sometimes you can't be prepared. You'll never be prepared sometimes. Jacob Blake, I'm certain, wasn't prepared. And, um, you know, I'm happy that he's alive. You know, that he could tell his story. His quality of life certainly will change, but he's alive. And, uh, you know. The more things change the more they stay the same But We could be the change The final change Leading the fight against injustice And racial inequality I believe that in my heart I believe it in my heart In my soul I'm grateful to have this platform. I'm grateful to have this podcast. I'm grateful to whomever clicks on this shit and listens and sticks with it through this episode. I'm I'm grateful for you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you so much. Um you know, I may lose people, I may lose listeners, but not today. I'm not interested in in uh playing to the masses today. I'm not. I'm not ever really interested in that, anyway. But young black people, black people in general. The final thing that I want to say on this platform before I end is that you matter. You're special. You're important, you have a say, you're free, you can be anything that you want to be, no matter what anyone says, no matter what anyone wants you to believe, you can be anything, you can accomplish anything. You are an important part of society. You do not belong in a jail cell. You do not belong six feet under. You can have a great quality of life. There are people who love you, there are people who care about you, people who support you, the people who are going to be there for you. I will. No matter what anyone says, we will overcome. Because we always overcome Because No other group of people could handle The over 400 years that we've handled And they can't break our spirits They can't break our spirits um, I'm gonna end playing I'm gonna play you actually um, New York Mets player Dominic Smith message the Milwaukee Bucks message and Doc Rivers messages I'm just gonna play that um they're about two minutes each I don't really care about how it is on the ear not today at least um these I want to just play it for you so you can hear it and and then I'll come back and I'll close and play a nice song and and that's be that. Um, so to start, I'm going to start with uh, um, the Milwaukee Bucks statement, um, and then I'm going to play uh, Doc Rivers, and then I'll play Dominic Smith. And here it is in that order.
0: So well, uh, as you can see, we all thank you guys for taking on your time to stay here with us. Um, we am sorry that it took a little bit more time, but we thought it would be best for us as a team to brainstorm a little bit, educate ourselves, um, and not rush into having raw emotion, giving you guys things like that. So uh, on behalf of ourselves and our team, we're going to place a statement as a team today and go back and continue to educate ourselves and get better awareness of what's going on and then you know speak to you guys later. So we'll come up with a statement now. Thinking, uh, the past four months have shed a light on the ongoing racial injustice facing our African-American community. Citizens around the country have used their voices and platforms to speak out against these wrongdoings. Over the last few days in our home state of Wisconsin, we've seen the horrendous video of Jacob Blake being shot in the back seven times by a police officer in Kenosha and the additional shooting of protesters. Despite the overwhelming plea for change, there has been no action So, our focus today cannot be on basketball. When we take the court and represent Milwaukee and Wisconsin, we are expected to play at a high level, give maximum effort, and hold each other accountable. We hold ourselves to that standard, and in this moment, we are demanding the same from lawmakers and law enforcement. We are calling for justice for Jacob Blake and demand the officers be held accountable. For this to occur, it is imperative for the Wisconsin State Legislature to reconvene after months of inaction and take up meaningful measures to address issues of police accountability, brutality, and criminal justice reform. We encourage all citizens to educate themselves, take peaceful and responsible action, and remember to vote on November 3rd on behalf of the Milwaukee Bucks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you have time to
2: finish the season? you hear Donald Trump and all of them talking about fear we're the ones getting killed we're the ones getting shot Uh, we're the ones that we're denied to live in certain communities Um, we've been hung we've been shot and all you do is keep hearing about fear it's It's amazing why we keep loving this country and this country does not love us back. And it's just, it's really so sad, like I should just be a coach and it's so often reminded of my color. just really sad. We got to do better, Uh, but we got to demand better. Like we got, you know, it's it's funny. We protest and they send riot guards, right? Uh, They send people in riot outfits. They go to Michigan with guns and they're spitting on cops and nothing happens. The training has to change in the police force. The union's have to be taken down in the police force. My dad was a cop. I believe in good cops. We're not trying to defund the police and take all their money away. We're trying to get them to protect us, just like they protect everybody else. Uh, I didn't want to talk about it before the game because it's so hard like, to just keep watching it. That video, if, if you watch that video, you don't need to be black to be outraged. You don't need, you need to be American and outraged. And how dare the Republicans talk about fear? We're the ones that need to be scared. We're the ones having to talk every to every black child. What white father has to give his son a talk about being careful if you get pulled over it's it's just ridiculous and it just keeps getting it keeps going uh, there's no charges reonna taylor no charges nothing all we're asking is you live up to the constitution that's all we're asking for everybody for everyone thank you
3: i've been very emotional um yeah, just to kind of see this, you know, continuously happen. So, um, I mean, yeah, it was a long day for me, so <laughs> I kind of wasn't there mentally, but we'll be all right. I think the most difficult part is to see, like, people still don't care. And for for this, it just continuously happen, I mean, it just shows, um, just the hate in people's heart. And I mean, I mean, that, that just sucks, you know, and in a black man in America, it's not easy. So I think, you know, as an athlete, we're being a lot more vocal than normal. And, um, you know, just to see what the NBA did, and like I said, three other baseball teams did. That's very powerful, and I mean that stuff that you know this morning I didn't think would even happen, and just to see it happen, you know, it, it just brings the emotions out of me. So um, we're we're in we're heading in a good direction, but you know to just see the constant stuff that reoccurs, I mean it just it just it, it, it's just terrible. You know, my heart go out to the, to their family and and I I mean. I just don't want it to see it happen to my kids. And that's the thing that I fear. So, I mean, I have a foundation, you know, Baseball Generation Foundation, where, I mean, we're in inner cities working with these kids. And, I mean, for me, on the baseball side, we could do tons of things that way. Um, I like to set up toys for tots drives during the offseason, especially for the Christmas time, do stuff for, you know, Thanksgiving, get back to, like, the homeless. I like to just give my time because that's the thing. Like, money Money is just material things. And, you know, I didn't grow up with money, so that shit doesn't mean nothing to me. If you could give your time, I mean, that's the thing that matters. So that's why I feel so emotional about it because, you know, people get their money and they leave. Can't do that. You got to be there for the children that's coming up after us. So, you know, I think that's the biggest thing. And if you give your time, that's the only way we can change. I love baseball, so, I mean, I love getting out there playing. You know, that's my safe haven. And that's where, like, I just get my mind off all the stress that goes on in my life. So, you know, I kind of didn't think too much into it, but, I mean, that's something that uh, I did think about afterwards. But in the moment, getting ready for the game, that's all I wanted to do was get ready to play a baseball game that I love. So um, I didn't think too much into it. Did you have a chance to talk about that with any of your teammates, and what might it mean to you if, if any of them decided to join you in kneeling moving forward? Um, it's, it's. I mean, it's not for them, so I, I don't care. You know, so it just doesn't matter. I mean, it's not for them.
1: I'm gonna end by saying, black people. And by black again, I mean Hispanic, Asian, Indian, Native American, Pacific Islander, and black, of course. I love you, I care about you. I wanna do everything in my power to advance our society and advance our community and uplift our community from this platform and wherever it may take me. We are the strongest group of people to ever live. We will continue to be the strongest group of people to ever live. They cannot take away. Our desire to impact the world. And they will try with the messages. With the symbols. With the situations that they put us in. The lack of chances and opportunities that we have But they cannot take it away from us Because we are special We matter Our voices matter Our voices are important Our lives are important Our lives matter And we shall overcome. We shall overcome. Uh, play you a song. <laughs> um, I'm going to just play. Uh, I'll I'll play you uh, Ready or Not by the Fugees off the album The Score. Fugees is Lauryn Hill, Proswell and Wyclef Jean. And um, just brothers and sisters out there. I love you, man. I love you. And. I love you. And. We will. We will overcome. That's all I can say. I don't really have any more words. I don't have. I mean, I wish I could be a little more articulate at this at this point, but I can't. (laughs) I can't. Um, Just be safe out there, guys. Take care of your family. Um, Appreciate your loved ones, your friends. Appreciate every day that you're awakened. Every day is a blessing. And. um, Just. Just be safe out there. Just be safe out there. And I love you. That's all I can say. That's all I got. Um, This has been the Bronx Spies podcast episode number 30. My name is Denzel. See you next week. Last week, money in the bag Banker look like a drag I wanna play with pelicans from here to Baghdad Gun blast, think fast I think I'm hit My girl pinched my hips to see if I still exist I think not I'll send a letter to my friends A born again, a hooligan, only to be king again
4: Ready or not Where I rest. No stress, stress. if you don't smoke Less I must confess my destiny's manifest. In some vortex and sweats. So I make tracks like I'm homeless. Rap orgies with orgy and vests. Capture your bounty like Ellie Ness Yes. Bless you if you represent the food, but I hex you with some witches brew. Moan and defecating on your microphone Ready or not